This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio, where your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz, educate you on anything and everything related to our Second Amendment right. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments, and to learn how to become a guest or sponsor of the show. Now here comes Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio, and your hosts, Dave, Joe, and Michael. Welcome. This is Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, welcome back to the second hour of the Gun Sports Radio show. Look for our shows at your favorite podcast platform. It's simple. Gunsportsradio.com. That's gunsportsradio.com. This segment is brought to you by our good friends, Cali Key. Hey, Cali Key. Drop in a Cali Key into any AR-15 or 10 to instantly make a California compliant. For more information, check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's CaliKey.com, K-A-L-I-K-E-Y. Self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with the comprehensive self-defense coverage at affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does U.S. Law Shield. What's your plan after you defend yourself or your family? Consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. That's uslawshield.com. This segment is brought to you by the San Diego County Gun Owners. Go to www.sdcgo.org. Join today. Make your voice heard. And I tell you, from as little as $10 a month, you can make a definite impact. All right, we have a very special guest on the line. In fact, I think we have two. We have Judy Wells from Girls and a Gun and Tatiana Whitlock. Ladies, how are you guys today? Good afternoon. We're fantastic. How are you all doing in the studio? Oh, we're doing great. Tatiana, how are you? I'm doing wonderful from all the way on the other side of the continent from Maine. Good to hear your voices. Say hi to my daughter. She just had a birthday today and she lives in Maine. So. Oh, no way. Oh. Happy birthday, my fellow Mainer. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, you and I got to check because I haven't figured out how to get back there, you know, via airplane and car, train, yeah. boat, truck, and all that stuff. You so, can do that. So what do you got for us today, ladies? So we're going to talk about hardening your home's exterior. And I was researching this because it was really interesting to me. And between the FBI stats and the DOJ stats, it seems that about 34% of home invasions happen when people walk right through the unlocked door, which is really a high percentage to me. And 30% of home invasions happen just people coming through an unlocked window. Mostly it happens between 10 and 3 in the day, and it only takes 10 minutes to burglarize a house. 10 minutes. So I thought it would be really useful if Tatiana and I talked about some inexpensive, effective ways that we can harden our home against intruders. So um, Tatiana, what do you want to share with us today? Sure. So I just recently last week had an experience that made my household that, you know, was a little bit complacent, left doors open and unlocked. And throughout the day, we live in Maine. Not much happens here on the coast of Maine. But we had the shed in our backyard, which is not even seven yards from the lower entrance to our house, kicked in. And someone had to very forcefully try to make entrance into that shed and, and kicked it in and 
so hard that it lodged it in place and we had to get a crowbar and, and jam it out. So that was an eye opener for us. So we started looking into ways that we could harden our home for under $200. So on a budget, you know, we're not in a position where we're going to install a $5,000 security system. And it came down to three categories, ways to secure doors, windows, and then visibility. How can I make sure that I see everything I need to see and have the information I need to determine whether someone's really trying to get in or if they just want to vandalize the exterior? So let's start with low-hanging fruit. Lock your doors and windows. That's free. Some parts of the country, you wouldn't conceive of not doing this. And in others, it's why would I bother? But the reality is, is if you have that access and it's that easy, someone's probably going to try and take advantage of it. Then there's another really simple one for less than five bucks and a quick trip to the hardware store. If you can reinforce your door's lock set lip and strike plate with new hardware, new screws, I recommend you do it. Most of the screws that come with that hardware right from the manufacturer are only about a half an inch to a quarter inch thick and deep. And that's just not enough. It's too easy to strip that out of the door frame woodwork. So invest in some hardware that's at least three quarters of an inch long and replace those screws out. If you want to up the ante a little bit more, take a look at something called door armor, which is some heavy-duty metal pieces that run on all surfaces of the verticals of your door and door framing. And that really creates some metal reinforcement with a lot of surface area that makes it hard to break in. Another final note on doors, and Judy, I know you're a believer in these too, they're steel security door braces. And they're adjustable, they're easy to find, they are cheap as $40, and then you can get some really sophisticated ones. And these simply go underneath your doorknob and at about a 45-degree angle with a rubber pad foot interface with your floor. So it's almost impossible to push the door open, even if someone were to pick your lock or defeat whatever lock system you have. You can also take those. I take my traveling. I take one traveling because they are long enough to do your doors at home and then when you want to take them with you they're light enough to and they collapse you just throw them in your suitcase and then you can use them in a hotel room or uh, wherever you're staying that's a great so those are great yeah they collapse to be like it foot long maybe and mm-hmm. just take them with you for the ride interesting Easy, lightweight you know why not why not have one with you you know simple stuff well, we all yeah. wish we didn't have to do this, and that's that's a that's a great thought, but unfortunately, that's not that's not the norm. We got we have right. to be prepared, you know. No matter mm-hmm. what, you have to be prepared for the unknown because you just you just never know when something's going to happen. Well, these were on my holiday list for each one of my children last year. They all got one. So just just a thought, put it out there. Hey, and that's a great gift, I mean, because that's mm-hmm. something that they can use. And something that'll give them the confidence, because you're right. I hate the idea of leaving, especially at night. You go to bed, you don't think to walk around the the, the interior of the house and lock all your doors, because if you don't, I mean, it's not hard to walk in, jump a fence, come in a back door, come in a slider. Yeah, I agree. Yep. And those yep. are just the easy access points. That's we're not we haven't even talked about breaching glass surfaces. Right. So windows, glass doors. You know, there was a recently an encounter of a gentleman who's who had, husband and wife. Their front door was this beautiful kind of um, stained glass window door, and it was broken through. And the wife was beaten severely, and the husband was able to defend them with their home firearms. So let's try and 
Let's try and avoid that if possible. So simple ways to keep your windowed or glass surfaces a little bit more secure. Again, give yourself time and information. Um, if you've all you've got is the ability to do a $5 install, there are security pins into sash windows that mm. you can purchase off Amazon. Simple, all you need is a drill and a screwdriver, and right. you've got an option to lock those windows down in addition to whatever hardware might already exist. Or if you have an older window where the hardware is a joke and doesn't actually latch, which welcome to many old home constructions, that's a reality, that's an option. There's also shatter-resistant security window films that are out there. And again, they're not that hard to install. Mm -hmm. It's a film that goes on the exterior glass surface. And well-trimmed, it's hard to even tell that it's there. Mm -hmm. uh, they can have UV blocking. They can be one-way or dimmed, so it's hard to look in, but you can see clearly out. There's a lot of different window films out there that really offer a shatter-resistant option. Right. And then, of course, if you don't know about it, we have a lot of first floor windows in my household that are in kitty corners that I wouldn't know if someone came through. Mm -hmm. Window vibration alarms. You apply them to the glass surface, and if the glass shatters, it sounds like a screeching pterodactyl. <laughs> and it's a wonderful, super cheap install. You know, you can get a multiple pack. I think it's a four or five or four or six pack for $27. Really? Um, and it's a simple peel and stick install. I mean, this doesn't have to be rocket wow. surgery. That's and, you know, let's face it. If you have the ability to install motion sensor, wireless, solar powered sure. lights around your house, do it. And right. security cameras as well. If you have that option, go right ahead. All right. Now, folks, if you liked what you just heard. Have I got some news for you. Next Sunday, 1 o'clock, right here at KCBQ AM 1170, Judy and Tatiana are going to do a one-hour show. And if you enjoyed that last segment, you're really going to enjoy next week. Uh, Julie, you want to give us a little rundown of what's going to be on? Sure, absolutely. The name of our show is Responsibly Armed Radio. And like you said, our inaugural episode is on June 14th at 1 o'clock. And really what we're going to be doing over the series of our shows is asking the question, what does responsibly armed mean to you? Mm -hmm. It's going to be awesome. And you'll be able to download the free KCBQ app. You can go to iHeartRadio. You can go to radio.com. Or you can, like I say, you can download the free KCBQ app or get it online and once the show is aired, I'm sure it's going to go on uh, one or both of your websites. We have our own website. You can go to responsiblyarmedradio.com, right. and that website is live. And you can um, join our um, sign up for our newsletter on that website. We have a Facebook that is up and live, Responsibly Armed Radio. So follow us, and we will be posting. We already have a couple of things up, episodes that we've done on some other shows and sure. our all of the information that you need to know. We have our first two episodes up to look at and see who our guests are going to be, and it's really exciting. We're going to be talking about less lethal options, alternatives to firearms. It doesn't, you know, not everyone wants to have a firearm. Right. So being responsibly armed is a mindset. It doesn't have to do maybe maybe someone doesn't want a gun. That's right. Maybe they do. So there's a lot of things to think about when we think about being responsibly armed. And um, a lot of women, I mean, with all with my girl in a gun group, which, by the way, we're up and running again in, on June 25th. 
that information is on uh, Girl in a Gun San Diego Facebook. But a lot of women come to me and they want to know what else they can do besides pulling out their firearm. And this show is going to answer that from right. a lot of different perspectives. All right. And yes, guys, you can tune in too. It's perfectly Absolutely. okay because <laughs> you guys might learn something from these two young ladies. All right, Julie. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tatiana. I cannot wait for next Sunday. And that will also be Facebook Live. So, folks, you'll be able to watch and listen every way possible. Thanks, guys, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Dave. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the uh, covert blogger, Joe Dramese, is all fired up in the wings. He can't wait to get rocking and rolling right here on Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170, The Answer. Stay caught. There's more Gun Sports Radio with Dave, Joe, and Michael to come on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. You are listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. Converts any mil-spec direct impingement AR pattern rifle into a straight pull-bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. This segment is sponsored by the good folks at U.S. Law Shield, USLawShield.com. If you own any firearm, talk to the good folks at U.S. Law Shield about what happens after the bang. All right, this is a segment you have been waiting for all day. The covert blogger, Joe Dramisi. And we're going to talk about CCW Lifestyle Blog. What's that all about, Sunshine? Okay, so, um, yeah, a couple of months ago, it's been a while now, um, decided to um, start a series of articles uh, called the CCW Lifestyle. And the uh, articles are aimed at, you know, all the new uh, concealed carriers we have now because we're growing rapidly in San Diego. And um, a lot of the things that you need to learn as you start carrying and that and stuff like that, there's kind of a learning curve to go along with it. And um, it's not always obvious if you're new to it, unless you're really immersed in this stuff of, you know, how do you find out about things? So I thought we would every week or two or three, probably not every week, every couple of weeks, um, come up with an article uh, in the series that's aimed at that. So what I'm writing about this week is the um, no guns allowed signs that you'll see sometimes in stores or mm-hmm. businesses, things like that. Surprisingly, you don't see that many. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of odd or kind of rare to see them out. You would think as goofy as uh, California is, you would see more of that kind of stuff. Um, but you really don't. But occasionally you do. So uh, what I thought I'd write about is, okay, as a concealed carrier, how do you deal with that or how do you handle that kind of stuff? And um, the laws on those signs vary from state to state. And it's interesting or it's ironic that um, in California, those kinds of signs do not carry the weight of law. 
So you really don't have to pay any attention to them at all. Places like uh, where you would think it would be different, uh, like in Arizona or Wyoming, there they do carry the weight of law, and you're actually breaking a law if you were to violate one of those signs. They have a lot, they're real specific about how the sign has to look and how it's got to be mm -hmm. displayed and everything. But it's interesting, it's not that way in California. So when you run into an establishment or you go to some place like that, um, you know, generally, like I said, they don't carry the weight of law, so you, you don't really have to pay any attention to them. Um, but if somebody at the store, at the business, for whatever reason, uh, noticed that you were armed or whatever and asked you to leave, you do have to leave. If, you know, if uh, otherwise you'd be, um, I guess, liable for um, trespassing, I guess. Uh, so well, there'd be issues like the, that. Owners have the right to, to refuse pretty much anybody in their store if they don't want you in there. And they don't have to really give a good reason. They can just say leave. Uh, yeah. So, again, you know, like I said, if they ask you to leave, you have to leave. But aside from that, you really don't, you know, you really don't have to pay attention to them. So you essentially have three choices there. Um, if you run into something like that, you could ignore the sign, go ahead in and go about your business. Um, you could do that. You could secure, secure your gun out in the vehicle, go in and do what you're going to do, or you can shop somewhere else. So essentially you have three things to do. Um, again, if, uh, you know, a lot of people probably choose to just ignore that because if you think about it, it really, you know, it doesn't impact anyone in the store. I mean, you, you, you don't represent any increased danger or anything. The gun is concealed. The mm -hmm. gun is in the holster. It's not going to go off. It's not going to hurt anybody. Um, a lot of times these management and these businesses, um, I, I think they're a little bit misguided. They think they're making the customers in the store and the employees safer by saying uh, that. And in reality, I think it's just the opposite. They're making it less safe. Would it, it prompt you to ask the owner a question? Why do you have that sign? It what, would not. What um, was your reasoning for putting that sign up? I thought about that the first time I saw a couple of those signs in stores that I used to go to. Yeah, you just kind of want anymore. Yeah, you just don't go to the store. And well, because again, it could be a corporate thing where they're just being told to do it. Yeah, uh, you know, it's yeah, it's it's um, different thing. And again, it comes I, it comes back to the stuff that that I always harp about here. So I guess I should do that. <laughs> um, but it comes out to just a lack of understanding and education. They think they're making it safer and they're really not. They're making it less safe. Right. Um, but I think a lot of people would just tend to ignore that, which, you know, you certainly can. Um, the other option, you can secure your, um, your gun in your vehicle. The, and again, the problem with that is, and you know, those of us that do carry regularly are much more aware. I know I'm much more aware of things that you probably are. Wendy and, <laughs> yeah. and I notice, you know, I, I carry almost all the time. The only time I don't is um, like when I'm teaching at the university there where I, I can't right. then. Okay. I don't, but I notice that I'm very conscious of it when I'm not. And you think about things, it's not that you're paranoid or anything. You're mm -hmm. just aware of stuff that would happen right. or could happen. Um, but if you're going to lock the, the gun in your vehicle, the problem with that is it, it requires you to handle the loaded gun in the vehicle which you otherwise would not have to do. Mm. Um, you're also trying to do it discreetly so that nobody sees you doing this. Mm -hmm. um, and you're probably doing it sitting down in the vehicle. So, you know, you're increasing the risk of having a negligent discharge or something like that when you really don't have to. Because mm -hmm. like in my case, for instance, um, you know, I've got a truck and my truck sits up pretty high. So it's pretty easy to do something like that if I need to. Mm -hmm. Uh, for instance, if I find myself going to the post office, which I try to avoid, but if I have to go there, mm -hmm. um, what I do is I carry a, a separate smaller little holster with me because um, the holster I carry on is attached to my belt. So I have to take the gun out 
I put it in the smaller holster. I put the whole thing in a console vault that I lock up. So um, for me, it's easy enough to do it. But again, you're you're causing me to have to handle the gun at some point where I don't Un- have to handle unnecessarily. the gun. Yeah. So yeah. it again, it 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 kind of increases the risk of having a problem. But I mean, that's certainly one way you could do it. The other thing about those signs is, you know, usually when those signs have, you know, the little um, fine print at the bottom, a lot of times people will see that it has a penal code section on it. And really that usually what that code section is, is penal code 602. So the store is trying to make it look, you know, more legitimate, but Mm. actually penal code 602 is a trespassing law. So stores can ask you to leave. And if you don't leave, then you're trespassing, um, but there's no actual law that says you're not allowed to carry it. In, in other the words, store. they can't call the police and say, this guy's carrying a concealed weapon and I don't want him in my store. Well, concealed is concealed, right? So right. nobody How'd should you know? know. Yeah. How'd you know? Yeah. Exactly. So, and, detector. Yeah. And that's why it's important to know. I mean, you have to understand the laws and know the laws. Right. And, um, well, there's so, a lot that comes with CCW. There is. And that's more the, so than just being able to carry a gun. I no, mean, the gun's it, actually the easy part, right. I think. <laughs> I mean, you can't drink while you're carrying, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, what are some of the other... But you can be in a restaurant that serves alcohol. You just can't drink any of the alcohol. Right, right, right. But I'm just saying, so if you're out with the family and maybe you want to have a beer with dinner, you can't do it with a seat if you're carrying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a number of things like that. That's so you a just good have segment. To be real, That's a good blog. You just have to be real aware of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing, too, is you could just uh, choose to spend your money elsewhere. And right. I, I'm not a big boycott guy. I think that's more of a tool of the left, I guess. I don't, I don't like that. Um, but I, I do believe that you can spend your money wherever you choose to spend your money. And for instance, you know, one of the, the examples, like I said, you hardly ever see those signs. But I noticed um, in the Sprouts in Santee and in uh, El Cajon. Uh, are there they're posted there and you have to actually look i, I was gonna I, say there's so many signs on businesses now and it's a very small sign I down think at the, the bottom Walmart of the door too. yeah and it looks like uh, somebody's fourth grader did it i mean it really <laughs> it's not very impressive but i mean i i just choose not to go there anymore because i discovered that you know there's nothing in there that i can't buy at a half a dozen other places right. and i probably used to spend i don't know 100 150 dollars a week in yeah. there and um, yeah, I just don't go in there anymore. And it's it's. And you're surviving. I oh, yeah, I'm just fine actually. And it's. Uh, <laughs> you haven't and, lost any weight. And it's more. Well, I don't want to go. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, no problem there. I couldn't help myself. But um, yeah, I just I choose not to go someplace where I'm not wanted, yeah. so I don't go in there. But uh, you have lots of options though. Sure. So how do people find your blogs? So uh, we're on the San Diego County Gun Owners site, sdcgo.org, or San Diego County Gun Owners.com. Uh, Look under, we've changed it up now. So you have to go under news and then you'll see the blog uh, okay. thing. Just click on blog and you'll see all the blogs. We've got, um, let's see, 114 oh, of mine and a handful wow. of the other ones up there. So, uh, so if you're bored, so that's where you can find it. If you're bored and you want to get some serious it. education, that would be the way to do it. All right, buddy. All right. Sounds great. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. We come back. I think David Chong is on the line. And man, I tell you, this guy is awesome. He is an expert in the field of guns right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to Gun Sports Radio, educating you on your Second Amendment right. 
Now, here are your hosts of Gun Sports Radio, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks. Hey, you know, thousands of pandemic panic buyers just out, just found out what San Diego shooters have already known. AO Sword Firearms in El Cajon has the widest selection of guns in the county. AO Sword has hundreds of different new and used guns in stock and everything you could want for an AR-15. Whether you're looking for the latest competition rifle, combat pistol, or maybe you're into collectible cowboy iron, you'll find it all at AO Sword. They're also professional gunsmith with a full machine shop. They can clean, repair, upgrade, or even customize your gun, including Cerakote. AO Sword Firearms is at 929 East Main Street, just off Mollison in El Cajon. Best of all, they are friendly, informed, and actively support your rights. See for yourself with the legal and technical updates on Facebook, and check out AOSword.com, or you can give Dave and his team a call at 619-749-4867. And with that, we have the man, the myth, the legend, legend, David Chong. How you doing, bud? Good. I don't mind being a legend. I don't. Hey, I got your commercial right. You're lucky I, you know. I, it's, that was awesome. And Cerakote sounds great. Right. I know. And it's spelled the correct way, too. So I just want you to know. Hey, you're getting through it. I know. It's not S-A-R-A-C-O-A-T. Yeah, that's how it sounds. I tell you what, A.O. Sword Firearms is exhausted. And I say that oh. corporally. We are. Uh, we've been staying two hours late every night to help just as many people as we can. Some people have been pretty darn disappointed at the end of the day. We, we do eventually have to shut down the line, but uh, I got to take care of my people too. And uh, man, they, they are really, really being good troopers. And uh, I am so proud of the way they have you know, equipped uh, our community members lately. Just good, solid people. Um, many of them first time shooters, but, but uh, all of them having woken up to the realization that uh, they are the, uh, final providers and uh, mm-hmm. uh, for their for their own safety and security in their own homes. Well, uh, you know when when they're talking about defunding police departments, whether that works oh, or not, yeah. we don't care. That's got to be a, a bright light in a dark room for people that maybe weren't care you know care less about owning a gun. I mean, to know they've got to be they're they're going to be on their own, it really changes the narrative. It does. We can't all afford a private security force in our uh, backyard. That's right. You're absolutely uh, correct. So what do you see uh, at AO Sword as far as more men, more women, kind of equal? What do you see? Uh, we're, ever since the beginning of the pandemic panic three months ago, I guess, uh, we, we've seen a strong trend towards families buying. And that's mm. wonderful to see as a as an FFL putting guns in the hands of people who haven't shot before, because this is an informed household decision. So we get to talk to them both about gun safety and storage in the home. Uh, We get to talk about, um, you know, well, if he wasn't home and if you had to use it or et cetera, et cetera, or it's specifically for her because he works all day. Um, uh, Just good discussions. Uh, Really it's normal family folk. Um, uh, we've always had a, a strong uh, minority contingent 
uh, over in East County, um, uh, people of all colors. Um, but uh, we have seen uh, uh, our minority buyers uh, uh, increasing in number mm. uh, because it, as, as the civil unrest grows and, and so much of it is uh, both uh, inherently and then somehow artificially uh, focused on, on race, uh, people are nervous and people who don't normally pay attention to race. Mm-hmm. We are a pretty well blended community in, in East County, but, uh, and it, I would say Southern California in general, but uh, now, now they're being forced to pay attention by outside uh, influences. So mm-hmm. that's a sad commentary, but it's just the reality of where, where we're at right now. Um, as far as the uh, actual supply, um, yeah. Some news there for listeners. Uh, I had oh about 500 handguns at the beginning of the week. I think I have only maybe uh, I would say less than 20 semi-automatic handguns left in stock. I have none on the way. No one has any on the way. Um, that that news may change with allocations uh, tomorrow. But certainly for the next three days, I've got the 20 I've got in stock. And after that, it's uh, AR-15s and revolvers. What about shotguns? Um, I have dozens, maybe maybe 100 uh, uh, sporting shotguns, uh, long barrel, Mm. which are not not very maneuverable inside of a house. Uh, A dozen times over, I've been sold out of uh, security shotguns, and I've done my best to get more in. Since we're gunsmiths, we even bought a a case of uh, 18.5-inch barrels, and we converted every Remington and Mossberg in the house into a uh, security shotgun from a long gun, and those all sold immediately, too. You're right up there with toilet paper. (laughs) We are out. (laughs) Uh, I, I don't know what the equivalent of a gun bidet is, but I, I don't think I want to know. <laughs> no, I don't think I want to either. But that's, what a smart idea to convert those shotguns. I think that's that's an excellent idea. But, again, it was short-lived because inventory is inventory. Right. We, we got what we got. What are the gun, what are the gun manufacturers saying? Are they telling you that they're trying to keep up, or are they giving you any, any you know light at the end of the was, tunnel? I had a face-to-face with the uh, Southern California uh, Glock rep uh, just yesterday, and they are making 5,000 Glocks um, a day oh, uh, for, for the U.S. market, and, and it's not nearly enough. And then the other problem is um, what uh, that supply goes first priority to in institutional buyers, mm-hmm. and just like us, they're also buying now and putting in huge orders for hundreds at a time. Wow. So uh, it is backed up. And then you also have to remember, yeah, sure, they're making 5,000 Glocks. Which Glocks are they making? The ones from uh, 20 years ago? Mm. No, they're, they're making the, the, the brand new Glocks. And, and as you well know, uh, those aren't available for sale in California Uh uh, with the California handgun roster, we have to hope that they'll make us some some old school Generation uh, Three Glocks, and those are low on the priority list. Golly! Well, you know, David, I heard a, uh, a radio interview with the CEO of Car Arms. Uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, and he was saying the yeah. same thing. He said they are maxed out production wise. He said they they cannot keep up 
with um, yeah. you know the demand that they're getting across the country. So it, it sounds like a lot of the uh, manufacturers are in that situation. Yeah, but like Dave just said, it's not going to do us in California any good if they're building a, a firearm that can't be sold in California. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, they're probably not focusing on their old firearms that are on our roster. Well, of course not. Exactly. That'd be like building a 1985 Ford F-150, you know? What's the point? David, I remember you were on the news recently. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your interview? Oh, sure. It, it, it's been a couple of uh, interviews lately. Uh, uh, last week, uh, they wanted to talk to us. I, I used to be a uh, um, uh, DHS uh, instructor in CQC and CQB, and uh, uh, so uh, they interviewed me about the use of less-than-lethal projectiles, and uh, they were talking about how the La Mesa Police Department could not possibly have intentionally aimed at uh, uh, anybody's heads and that you couldn't even if you want to because of the, the, the ballistic nature of those beanbags. And then last night we were on, uh, I think, Fox 5. Uh, they were covering uh, uh, j- just a general commentary on, on the pace of gun sales. I'll tell you, I, I say exhausted because this is the, uh, here's the best way I can put it. We were open six days this week. We're always closed Sunday, but Monday through Saturday, that's six business days. Five of those six days were in the top 10 highest gross sales days uh, since our opening seven years ago. That's, that's wow. busy. Wow. That's and, busy. And, all, and all of the other top 10 were uh, in the last three months. So we were, we were bought out of guns, did our best to buy back, and, and it, it, several times over because the panic never really stopped. It ebbed a little bit, but we went from, um, you know, full, full throttle maxed out burning the midnight oil to only, only quote-unquote, double our normal sales. And, and, then, and then it picked right back up to, to this, whatever you have with the trigger, we'll take it. Holy mm-hmm. mackerel. And that's where we've been for two weeks. So, and David, um, are, are a lot of these first-time buyers, are they, are they surprised or shocked at the process that they have to go through to uh, do this? Not anymore. We've, we've, <laughs> uh, we kind of went through that in the pandemic part this, this time. And I will tell you, the, the tenor, the, uh, it is a much – when, when we were looking at the pandemic buyer – those first time buyers were, well, you know, we're seeing some shortages in the supply chain. If things ever got rough, you know, people might loot and pillage. It would, they, were, they were buying in, in imagination of something that might happen. Now, the civil unrest buyer, they're not buying in the face of some imagined potential. They're buying because something did happen right here in our community. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's a that is a change of of perspective, right? Uh, so so these people are much more sober um, and uh, much more. You know, there's 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 no slack jaw. It's all whatever I need to do, just walk me through it. So, um, Dave, are they asking for training as well as purchasing the weapon? I mean, are you seeing yes. without you yeah. having to recommend it? Are they asking it up front? Absolutely. Wow. Uh, all, more than 50% are specifically saying, how much does training cost? Where, where can I get it? When can I wow. get it? Um, I do want to just 
hone this into a little bit of technical and it's kind of an interesting discussion. I welcome your, your thoughts. When, if let's let's take a let's rewind the clock two years ago. If if your friend said, Hey, I'm thinking about buying a new handgun and you know, I, I, I do want it for personal protection, but I'd also like it, you know, in case of like end of the world kind of stuff, uh, you know, if I couldn't get ammo anymore, what caliber handgun should I get? What would you tell him? What would you tell him, Joe? I to me, I always go with the nine because it's the most, it's the cheapest ammunition. It's the most readily available. And the way the ammo is nowadays with the personal defense rounds, mm-hmm. it should be fine. Wendy, what would you yeah. say? I would agree. Same, same yeah. reasons. I am 100% with you. I am uh, this panic on top of the last panic has, um, I'm not going to say changed my thinking, but it's, it's augmented my thinking because when, when folks like us, made those recommendations, uh, which I absolutely agree with. That was in terms of a advanced purchase where, hey, yeah, look, you're going to be able to spend less money on more training. This means you're going to be more effective with your firearm. Mm-hmm. It's good. Uh, the modern 9mm defensive rounds are perfectly capable of, of getting the job done, et cetera, et cetera. And in the, in the event that nobody's making ammo in, in, in the world anymore for a while, well, the the nine's going to be the most readily available at on your friend's shelf. Now, because this isn't a, <laughs> pardon me, but, you know, drop dead end of the world. Instead, we're in this supply panic. Um, what is available on the shelves for someone to actually take home after a background check is everything but nine. Uh, mm. The nine dried up immediately, mm-hmm. and so for those folks who did not pre-purchase with a with a sort of a you know save up for a rainy day sort of mentality, but rather now they're in the panic. Mm-hmm. Supplies gone. Now it's all the odd calibers that are available. Mm-hmm. I had a guy walk in. He bought an FN 5.7 and he <laughs> bought a case of ammo because nobody was shooting that. But but for this specific instant in history, this moment in time. He has all the ammo he wants. Meanwhile, everyone who's buying my nines can only buy two boxes of ammo per gun so that I have enough to send home with every person who's buying a nine. Interesting little flip, isn't it? Totally. I bet it costs that guy a pretty penny, though. Case of 5.7? 5.7 costs a little bit of money. Oh, my. You know, and that's why you have to... Well, that's why you have to plan for that stuff, too, in terms of ammo, because, uh, you know, those of us that shoot a lot have lots of ammo, and... You'll hear sometimes when, when they arrest somebody or somebody gets in trouble, they'll say the person had a stockpile of 500 <laughs> rounds or something, and we just crack up at that. Yeah. I mean, 5,000 would yeah. be short. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, exactly. that's a weekend. Yeah, that's a weekend. <laughs> David? 1,000 rounds does not uh, <clears throat> no. beat my uh, family of five for the, for the day. <laughs> You're so good. All right, buddy. Well, hey, enjoy the rest of your day, and you guys are off tomorrow, or are you working? We're working tomorrow. We will see the lines. Oh. Uh, come early. 9.30, you get right in at 10. Uh, if you come at 4, the line will already be closed. Jeez. All right, buddy. Keep up the good work, folks. That's A.O. Sword. Go check him out. He's right there uh, in El Cajon right off Mollison. Go check him out. Thanks, buddy, and you be good. Stay safe, guys. Take care. All right, folks. We're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. You're listening 
to Gun Sports Radio. Hi, hi. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. It'll convert any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight full bolt-action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with a comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does our coverage. What's the uh, your plan after you defend yourself or your family? Consider a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. That's uslawshield.com. All right, folks, the refi bell has been ringing for days. Home mortgage interest rates have dropped to a historic low. If you're looking to buy a refi or you're considering a reverse mortgage, call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. That's Chris Wiley, PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Give Chris a call at 619-722-1303 or just go to primeres.com backslash Alpine. All right, folks. Now we've got Stump, my nephew. That's Sam the Gunman. He's online. How you doing, Sam? I'm well. How are you? Well, your uncle took a day off. Can you believe that? <clears throat> Listen, everyone needs to rest, even him. I know. Well, he brought Wendy in, and she has been running his segment, and he, she's done extremely <laughs> well. But we're going to give your question to Joe Germisi. So are you ready? I hope so. All right, Sam. Well, good to have you here again. Um, so what we have uh, from your uncle, actually, uh, it's from Belinda from National City via your uncle, I guess. Uh, but Belinda from National City writes, um, H&K has their famous MP5, and there's numerous configurations of that. So Belinda wants to know, what does the MP5 SD indicate? Thanks very much for the question, Belinda. Um, now, for those of you who don't know, uh, the H&K MP5 is one of the most popular submachine guns of the 20th century. Um, it was developed during the Cold War by the uh, famed German manufacturer and uh, rose to prominence in the public eye um, when it was seen in the hands of many counter-terror units in uh, like the 70s and 80s, notably the SAS. Um, so. Of course, there are many different variants adapted for all sorts of different missions, and uh, one of the ones used by the Navy SEALs for a long time, though not anymore as I understand it, was the MP5SD, which was integrally suppressed. It has a ported barrel and a built-in suppressor designed for use with subsonic ammunition for quiet shooting. And that is correct. The, uh, the SD apparently uh, stands for sound dampener. So, um... All right. Very so good. One other thing, Sam, too. You'd mentioned uh, you'd called this a submachine gun, and I know I had to ask this question a while ago. The difference between a submachine gun and a machine gun, what does that term actually mean? Oh, uh, yeah. Bonus. Well, for those of you who don't know, a submachine gun is um, a fully automatic, a usually very compact 
fully automatic weapon firing pistol ammunition. Um, in the case of the MP5, usually nine millimeter. Uh, All right, yeah, that's what they told me when I asked that question. <laughs> yeah. After Googling it. Yeah, after Googling it. Well, when I was in the Army, I was, a, I was on a tank retriever, and we were assigned, I don't remember the nomenclature, you might, it was called the Grease Gun. Yeah, you guys had M3A1s. Those were in service uh, with tank crews all the way up to the Gulf War. Yeah, that was probably one of the most amazing guns for me anyway. I mean, I had my 50 cal, which was fine, but my gun of choice was that MP3. M3. M3. I wish I would have brought one home with me, but I wasn't thinking, of course. But Well, you probably weren't allowed to. Probably not. But you can still, can you still get those on the open market legally? Um, no, you cannot. The only ones that are still floating around are what are called uh, transferables. Um, and I don't know how many of those there are. Probably very few. Right. But uh, to explain that whole thing, I would have to get into the NFA and right. all that. And they're, and they're probably cost prohibitive anyway if there's just not that many of them out there oh yeah definitely all of the uh really iconic world war ii stuff is extremely hard to find hey 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 this was after korea we get this world war ii <laughs> stuff i'm not that old i mean i'm up there but have you ever well, fired are. have you ever fired one i have not unfortunately it's an interesting weapon as it floats while you're firing it you can shoot it with one hand just stick your arm out and fire it and it will literally float upwards. Not fast, but it just has a floating sensation. It's a weirdest sensation. So, you, of course, if you're firing at anything with a target, you have to compensate accordingly. Just chugging along with that nice slow rate of fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, it was a great gun. And you could do everything with the handle. Take it completely apart, field strip it in no time at all. It's amazing. Yep, it was designed to be as simple as possible. Yeah, and it never jammed, no matter what you did with it. And not in my case, anyway. All right, buddy. So how are things going back in Virginia? Complete pandemonium. Yeah, I figured as much. You still got, you know, we were, uh, Wendy was just showing us in Santee that, but they look like peaceful protesters. Right. Are you just still? Lots of them. Yeah, you still do, dealing with the knuckleheads, or is yours peaceful now? Well, um, I don't know what's going on in D.C. and Richmond right now. Yeah. Um, I'm, situa I'm situated basically at the midpoint between the two cities. Um, but for the most part in my general area, um, everything's been peaceful for the most part. That's good. But um, a lot of people are flooding into the shops, particularly mine, um, because it's occurring to them that, you know, this is the second mm -hmm. big uncertainty in a few months. And they're realizing that it might be a good idea to have... Uh, some sort of weapon to defend their households just in case. Yeah. How's your inventory? Because out here, we're done. I mean, we've got, I mean, we just, our, our, our gun stores out here are just virtually empty. Oh, it's unbelievable. We're, we're missing, I want to say, at least two-thirds of our inventory, maybe three-quarters. We usually keep pretty well stocked, but oh even cannibalizing stuff off of our gun show truck, we're completely wiped out. Holy mackerel. All right, buddy. Well, hey, say hi to the family, be safe, and we'll have the big guy back next week. Well, you all have a good night and stay safe out there. All right, buddy. You too. All right, thanks. All right, folks. Hey, you know, you can listen to these shows on your podcast platform. The show will be put up on a podcast. Just go to gunsportsradio.com. And we can't thank our sponsors enough. The Gun Range San Diego. Go to the gunrangesandiego.com. Firearms Legal Protection at firearmslegal.com. 
San Diego County Gun Owners, sdcgo.org, and make sure you sign up for as little as $10 a month. You can't beat it. U.S. Law Shield at uslawshield.com. Cali Key at calikey.com. PRMI Mortgage at PR, or primus.com backslash alpine.com. The Dillon Law Group, dillonlawgp.com. Aleswort Firearms at aleswort.com. And I can't thank Michael Schwartz, Joe Jermisi, Sam the Gunman, and Wendy. You were coming in there, girl. I'm putting you right on top. You were absolutely amazing, and you're always welcome back. And, of course, our master board op, Brendan Thomas. And don't go anywhere. Bob Siegel's in the the wings, and you're going to love his show. Go to GunSportsRadio.com for podcasts and up-to-date information. Otherwise, folks, protect your family, be safe, and get lots of training. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.